Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the son of a sharecropper and a former candidate for Congress discusses the liberal Democrat plan to use race to divide Christians and America. Black Lives Matter is an atheist, anti-family, anti-American group that has captured the imagination of the black community. Everything that they stand for is bad for black people. They tell them that they're victims. They tell them that they hate it. They tell them that they have to get white people to stop being racist. Well, you can't stop anyone from being racist. It's not racism, it's how you respond to it. And they are ridding them of their culture, and all of that is fatherlessness, it's a lack of Christianity and religion, it's a lack of learning a job and vocation and education. The Democratic Party takes your soul away. Liberalism takes it away, and then they use you for what they want to use you for. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes. That's over 350 episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Get access to premium episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Vince Everett Ellison is here with a no-holds-barred discussion of the rioting, looting, and protests that have taken place in the United States in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd at the hands of a white police officer in Minneapolis. Before that, please take a moment and visit my website, strangeplanet.ca, and register for my for my free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum. Go to strangeplanet.ca and scroll down to the bottom and click on Inner Sanctum and you enter your email address when prompted and that's it, you're all, you're all set. You'll start receiving Inner Sanctum every month for free, delivered right to your email inbox. Again, register at strangeplanet.ca. My next guest says that in order to save America and the world, conservatives must first answer this one very important question. Why do the vast majority of Christian African Americans vote for the atheist, anti-Christian, liberal Democrat Party? Why is this important? The answering of this question and the implementation of the suggested remedies will greatly improve America's chances of ushering in an enlightened era of freedom and prosperity while critically damaging its primary source of evil, the Democrat Party. This evil party could not survive, he says, without 90% of Christian African American votes. Conservatives wonder, why would African Americans forsake their children, spouses, communities, lives, freedom, and God for the Democrat Party? Presently, Democrats control every black ghetto, every failing black school, and every drug corner, every prison in America. Amazingly, the majority of African Americans love them for it. He argues that falsely accused white Christian conservatives have nothing more for which to apologize. Despite slanderous accusations of racism and hatred, my guest wants to reassure conservatives and encourages them to press forward. The real oppressors are now unmasked, he says. To control African Americans during and after the civil rights movement, white Democrats organized and formed an unholy alliance with most black preachers, black civic organizers, and black politicians. He calls this trifecta the Iron Triangle, and he says it's worked perfectly. 
he exposes the greatest continuous betrayal in history, the betrayal of America in general and of black America in particular by the Democrat Party and the Iron Triangle. Vince Everett Ellison is a formidable man whose unique grounded perspective comes from foundational life experiences and education. He was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County in West Tennessee to parents who, at the time, were sharecroppers. Through hard work and faith in Jesus Christ, his father prospered in the insurance industry, pulling himself and his seven siblings out of poverty and into the middle class. The Ellison Family Gospel Singing Group was formed when Vince was in grade school. The group continued performing through his college years with broad exposure in the black church and gospel music community. Through his experience in gospel music, Vince gained intimate knowledge of the inner workings and failings of many of the black ministers in the black church. Vince studied academically at Memphis State University. However, he received a real-world education while working as a correctional officer at a maximum security prison in South Carolina. Vince later worked in the nonprofit arena with many African-American civic organizations. He experienced the underworld of politics in 2000 after becoming the Republican nominee in the 6th Congressional District of South Carolina. These many life experiences have given Vince a unique insight, and from this vantage point he's been able to recognize, dissect, expose, and answer many of the questions regarding race, religion, and politics that have dogged America for years. His books, blogs, interviews, and podcasts share required knowledge for all Americans who desire understanding, reconciliation, and freedom. He's the author of The Iron Triangle, Inside the Liberal Democrat Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians and America in Their Quest for Power, and How We Can Defeat Them. Vince Everett Ellison, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Oh, I'm very, very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Why do you call it the Iron Triangle? Well, I worked in a prison for five years, and I was born on a cotton plantation down in uh, Tennessee. And uh, my father brought us out through hard work, but I worked in the prison, and uh, I saw that they were locking up a lot of men, uh, especially young black men. This was in the 90s during the Clinton crime bill, and they were locking up thousands my age. I thought we had overcome. And I started asking the black intelligentsia, you know, why are black men going to jail in such astronomical numbers? And they told me it was these dirty, rich, white, Christian conservatives that were locking up black men. So I decided to uh, leave my post from, from the, uh, and stop being a correctional officer, and I started a nonprofit organization to try to help keep men out of prison. And, but when I went down to the black community, I found out something that's pretty interesting. There were no rich white Republicans anywhere around. I saw a bunch of black Democrats and there was three in particular that were making a lot of money from what was happening. And uh, I called them the Iron Triangle. They consist of most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. And their job is to get 90% of the black vote and, and uh, herd it to the Democrat Party to keep them in rich Northwestern liberals in power. So I call it the Iron Triangle because they have an iron grip on the black community and they've had it. Since, uh, since slavery, there's never been a time in American history, except for maybe six, seven years during Reconstruction, that the black community wasn't completely and absolutely under control of the Democratic Party, and it still is today. In 2016, uh, President Trump reached out to the, the black community, and he said, what do you have to lose? When you heard him say that, what, what, was, what went through your mind? Well, he was absolutely correct. The sad thing uh, is, is that President Trump is the first Republican president to talk directly to the black community since Abraham Lincoln went to Richmond in 1865. Um, they've, um, they, 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 the, the Republican Party made a deal with the Democrats back in the 90s uh, in order to get control of the redistricting so they could control the House. They talked the black Democrats into voting for their district plans by telling them, if you voted with us, we'll give you majority black districts. Uh, we'll double your numbers in your state houses, and we'll make a majority black super district for a majority black congressman, and you guys will double your numbers in the House of Representatives. Well, that made them happy, but it left all the rest of the districts really white and made them more Republican. That's how Newt Gingrich took over the House in the 90s. Um, so, but they also made another deal. They said, if you guys vote for our districting plan, we will not run, we will not fund 
any Republican that ever runs against you in these majority black districts. So for 30 years, the black community hasn't heard the message from the party at all. None. Zero. They've given up on it. So it's like you have a fight and you see a person just getting the hell beat out of them and you got the person that beat them up and you got a bystander. The Democratic Party uh, is the assaulter in this situation. And the Republicans just kind of sit back and watch it happen and won't even engage in the fight. So, you know, it's, 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 it's sad to watch, but when you watch what happened to the African-American man that was uh, killed by a police officer this past, this past uh, week, two weeks ago, uh, George Floyd, it was just a visual representation of what the Democratic Party has been doing to black Americans for the past 220 years. I mean, he came from uh, uh, a, 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 a single-parent family. He was, grew up in a housing project, a government housing project that was full of crime and, and drugs. He went to a pu- public high school that didn't educate him properly. Uh, got into a life of crime because he couldn't find a job. Ended up going to prison for five years, four or five years. Got out, convict couldn't work, ended up on drugs, and then they disarmed him so he couldn't defend himself, ended up killing him. And that's the story of black, uh, the black community under the Democratic Party for the past 220 years. Nothing's changed in 220 years. It's very interesting thing. A number of black leaders over the years have been asked, what is the greatest threat to, let's say, young black men? Uh, is it racist cops is it racist whites or is it fatherlessness presently it is the it, it is the cultural genocide that's going on in the black community now what they're doing now it's interesting how they're doing it black lives matter is a atheist um anti-family uh anti-american group that has captured the imagination of the black community Everything that they stand for is bad for black people. They tell them that they're victims. And they tell them that they hate it. They tell them that they have to get black, white people to stop being racist. Well, you can't stop anyone from being racist. Oh, you can It's not racism. It's how you respond to it. And they are ridding them of their culture. And all of that is fatherlessness. It's a lack of Christianity and religion. It's a lack of um, um, uh, uh, learning a job and a vocation and education. The Democratic Party takes your soul away. Liberalism takes it away, and then they use you for what they want to use you for. They see what's happening to the black community, and they've told us that they're proud of it. Joe Biden said, I'm proud of my record in the black community. They're doubling down, man. They don't have no plan to change it. This is what they want. They're getting 90% of the black vote, and they're not going to change a thing. This is an evil, evil party. So fatherlessness is, 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 is the biggest problem, but the problem is that fatherlessness isn't, isn't caused in a vacuum. It is caused by the, 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 the policies of a party that wants to keep black people under their feet and keep them under control. The biggest problem with black people right now is the Democrat Party, plain and simple. We were talking about the, the family um, and the, you know, the destruction of, of the family. How much of the blame for that can be traced back to 19, the 1960s and LBJ's Great Society, something that had perhaps noble intentions but had possibly horrific consequences. Yeah, it didn't have noble intentions. Um, the Moynihan Report uh, preceded all of that. Patrick Moynihan did a report explaining to LBJ why black people were having such a hard time uh, becoming successful in America, and, and he pointed out the fact that uh, uh, he saw a trend happening where uh, the black man was not uh, being able to work and take care of his family. And he told LBJ, what we have to do is put the black man back in charge of his family, use all federal resources to put him in charge of his family so the family can stay together. LBJ Act told him to take this to the civil rights community and see how they would sign off on it. Um, in this book, Bearing the Cross, by David Garrow, and won a Pulitzer Prize. He talks about this episode in the Civil Rights Movement. And he said they took it to King and they took it to the Civil Rights Community. And this gentleman by the name of May George Bundy said it was a wonder that Moynihan got out of that room alive. He said that um, the Civil Rights Community went crazy on Moynihan, told him that, they, that the, the feminists in the Civil Rights Movement thought that marriage was a bad thing. They didn't want to be under the thumb of their husband. So they said no. And they gave them an alternative plan, which was to 
give money to women only if the man was gone. It became the man out clause. And the man out clause um, uh, uh, in, in one generation uh, turned the black community from being a community of 80% children being born in wedlock to 80% being born out of wedlock. And the Brookings Institution did a, uh, 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 did a white paper on these three things that they said that would keep, gave you a 98% chance of never being in poverty, 98% chance, three things. They said, um, get a high school diploma, work full time, be 21 and married before you have children. And you have a 98% chance of never being in poverty. The Democratic Party fought against all of that. They took over the educational system and made sure it was terrible and it wouldn't educate anyone to do anything. Then they started sex education, making sure that the children would have babies before they graduated high school. And then because you're uneducated and they have all the crime and, 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 and all the terrible actions of the community down there, all the jobs left and the people couldn't work. So instead of taking uh, the white paper and saying, this is what we need to do, they said, ah, now we know what we need to do to make sure these people never, ever have anything. So the Brookings Institution's paper, instead of telling uh, 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 these Democrats how to raise black people up, it, uh, the Democrats took it as a roadmap to doing the opposite and keeping them down. These people go to Harvard, Yale, and Oxford. They know exactly what they are doing. And they're not changing a thing because as long as they get 90% of the black vote, they have no reason to change it. I've um, seen a number of polls over the years that consistently indicate that uh, the black community are among the most devout Christians in America. So Mm -hmm. why the disconnect here? The disconnect happens because there's a thing called Stockholm Syndrome and cognitive dissonance where you start a identifying with your master or your oppressor. No matter what they do, you follow suit. During the civil rights movement, our civil rights leadership decided to partner up with some very shady people in order to bring about change in the South. Uh, many of them were communists, many of them were atheists, many of them were uh, from the left, the gay community and all that. And they partnered with them and uh, they, they, they put the, they, and, and, and the black church sold itself to the left. So they're, they, 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 they're, 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 they're Christians on Sunday morning, but then they'll tell the black people to vote for someone that's completely against the Christian religion because they're paid. Since the Republican Party is not in the community to tell them what they're doing, the black preacher tells them that you vote for the Democrats because they're not racist. The worst thing you can be in the black community is a racist. And they believe that conservatives are racist. And you, they won't vote for a racist. And the black preacher, that's why I'm so hard on him. He's the one that carries that message. And then you got the black politician who they revere, they carry the message. And then you got the NAACP and the SELC altogether, they carry the message. And when you tell black people uh, about the policies of the Democrat Party, the LGBTQ, uh, uh, the abortion policies, uh, the uh, uh, policies against. Uh, 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 exercising their First Amendment right to religion. They are oblivious to it. They know nothing about it. No one's telling them. They think they're voting for free stuff, handouts, and voting for protection from white racists. That's all they know. And when you go down there and tell them what they're really voting for, they're completely shocked because the Republicans do not run candidates there that will give them a contrasting view, a vision of America. Uh, Last weekend in Chicago, one of the, the bloodiest weekends in recent memory. 92 shootings, 27 mm-hmm. people dead. Uh, I, I believe, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, all 27 were members of the black community. And yet Chicago is a city that has been run, like many large urban centers in the United States, by, I guess we'll call it the democratic machine, uh, for yeah. what, 80, 100 years? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I find it sad. Uh, I don't know if iron, ironic is the right word, but we we don't hear the mainstream media or people in uh, Black Lives Matter rhyming off the names of those victims 
the way that they do uh, blacks killed at the hands of police. Could you comment on that? What they've done in the civil rights movement, they taught us to be victims. There's a graph in my book, the Iron Triangle. It shows that between 1920 and 1960, black people were outpacing white people when it came to improvement in education, income. And then the civil rights movement hit. And they decided that they wanted to forcibly integrate hooker by crook with their oppressor. Now, this became a running theme in the black community. And they decided that they wanted to to shake off everything that they had to put their children under the boot of the Ku Klux Klan down south. See, the freedom writers that came down and helped them integrate went back up north. But the black children down south had to go to school under the barrier of the Klan. So what you got, man? You, you, it's like, you know, at the end of World War II, would the, would the, would the Jews have asked the Nazis to educate their children? Of course not. That's exactly what we did. And we were told that we were victims. Martin Luther King said in his march on Washington, he said, we come here for our unalienable rights. Well, you don't get your unalienable rights from the government. Your unalienable rights come from God. They're irrevocable, non-transferable, unsellable. He said that uh, 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That's not true. I was born free. My freedom is irrevocable, untransferable, unsellable. You know, uh, uh, and, they, they, and he, he asked the question, will we be satisfied? He said, we will never be satisfied. Not until justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. That's a fancy way of just saying never. They'll never be satisfied. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to shame America. And, and America has asked for forgiveness and they've repented and they've paid $22 trillion since the civil rights movement. It's to the welfare state in recompense. But forgiveness cannot be earned. It cannot be expected. It cannot be wanted. All you do is repent and you go forward because you cannot give the power to another person to forgive you. Only God can forgive sin. They took from us our humanity when they told us that we had to go to government for these things because the, here's, the, here's the onion. The government can't provide them. You hear about the defunding of the police, right? Well, the, the, uh, uh, the dead people say, well, who's going to protect us? Well, the police never was supposed to protect you. There is a Supreme, a Supreme Court case, the Shawnee versus Winnebago County, where this lady sued uh, 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 the county because the, her children were, 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 were killed by her estranged husband, and they were under DSS care. The Supreme Court ruled that you cannot sue the police for what they didn't do. You can only sue them for what they do. And that your security is your responsibility. And if you want to give it up to the state, go ahead and try it. It's still your responsibility. So when we say the police are supposed to protect us, that is not true. Protect and serve is a lie. They serve. They don't protect. The police is always 50 minutes away. So what they're supposed to do is say we are going to minimize the police and, and, and make sure that we no longer infringe or violate the Second Amendment rights of our citizens and allow and, and allow them to defend themselves in their own homes and property. And this is how you stop crime. The police can't be everywhere at one time. You're walking down the street at 2 in the morning and a guy comes to you with a gun and you're unarmed, it's over. Machiavelli said there is no relationship between an armed man and an unarmed man. The man that got the gun is the man with the power. And any free people that voluntarily give up their right to defend themselves, they don't deserve liberating. So when, so when we started this this civil rights movement, and we told our people to turn to government for everything. You put them, they put them right back into slavery. And now they don't know how to do anything for themselves. We have to start a five-year plan of reconnecting the chain to get these people back self-sufficient. And it's very simple. First, if you, whatever your faith, practice it. Learn it, practice it. Second thing you do, you find a vocation, and you become, become so prolific at it that the color of your skin is irrelevant. Painter, mechanic, HVAC man, if you're a good one, people are going to hire you. They don't care what you look like. Third, arm yourself with knowledge and with a gun. So if anyone comes to try to take your constitutional and unalienable rights away from you, you deal with them. You don't wait for government because government is usually the one trying to take them. So you defend yourself, period. And then love God and love people, and your life will be beautiful. 
tell your listeners to go to irontrianglebook.com, irontrianglebook.com. There they can buy my book, they can look at my blogs, they can read excerpts from my book, and they can read some of my writings, and they can explain to us how we can talk to one another and go over government. Government will not fix this problem. They are the problem. Uh, what what are your impressions uh, thus far of President Trump's enterprise zones, which have been targeting uh, underserved inner cities around the country? What are your give it a, a, a letter grade, if you could, first of all? They, they, he, he's trying. It is an effort, and any effort to bring any type of 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 of, of community um, uh, enterprise or money to those efforts, I always applaud. I feel there is I applaud. It's difficult to do when they're burning the stuff down, though, isn't it? And when they're shooting up drugs on the streets, and when they're fighting, and when they're robbing the stores, and when they're gutting them when they get angry. See, if if this guy did nothing else, it obliterated every argument against gun control. Why do you need an AK-47? You can point them straight back to the riots. Why do you need a gun with a 30-bullet clip? The riots. Why do you need a, 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 a M16? You see those people walking down, and the mayors in these big cities told the police to stand down and allow them to loot and destroy businesses and kick in doors and homes and shoot and kill people. The police were told to stand down. So when it comes down to it, when there is a national emergency and these riots take place, politics is going to dictate who they protect. So when somebody starts talking about the Second Amendment again or gun control, you point to the riots down in America where they destroyed billions of dollars of property killed scores of people and just acted fools and looted and, and, and destroyed everything. And the government refused, had the power in their hands, but refused to help out every common citizen. That's why the Second Amendment, and that's why everybody should be armed, because the government cannot be depended on. More of my conversation with Vince Everett Ellison when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. get the tea? I get mine every month delivered to my door. A pouch of fragrant Formula 13 pomegranate cleansing tea from getthetea.com. Two bags of this amazing herbal non-GMO organic tea are brewed and then placed in the fridge to steep. Two bags make two gallons and I drink a tall 16 ounce glass every morning. I feel refreshed, energized and clean from the inside out. Did I mention that all the tea at GetTheTea.com is caffeine-free? Order yours today from GetTheTea.com and discover what everyone is raving about. Use the code word UNLIMITED and all your orders ship for free. Life Change Tea and Formula 13 teas are not available in any store. It's time to get on board and get your tea from GetTheTea.com. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again, what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Vince Ellison, the author of The Iron Triangle, is here. Separating the, the, you know, the rioting and the looting from the protesters. Uh, and, you know, we all support, of course, the First Amendment, peaceful assembly. Uh, do you think, th- though, the, the, uh, the protesters have any, any justification? Is there something uh, to, be, to be said for not defunding or dismantling the police, but maybe redefining them? Uh, because, uh, well, let me get you to weigh in on the subject of not breaking it down by race, but just the issue of police brutality. Well, I've, ne- I've never believed that America should be a police state. As I said before, it's always it's over police because people have given uh, have um, have um, allowed the government to um, violate their their constitutional right uh, to defend themselves, and they are trying to uh, contract out their security to another entity, and it can't be done. As you see, every every uh, big city that does that, the crime goes up, goes through the roof. The people are not protected. It it it's, it's it's, it's an illusion. So, number one, uh, if we go back to the Constitution, we wouldn't have police brutality because we'd be defending ourselves, number one. Uh, it is a result of us violating our own standards and our own Constitution, and we're getting what we're supposed to get. What did, what did Ben Franklin say years ago? Uh, he said that those that give up, that voluntarily give up freedom for security will get neither freedom or security. And you saw that 
when you saw how the police officers killed this man who was unarmed. Um, uh, 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 so pro police brutality is a problem because black people in the inner city have, have voted for people that said they were going to disarm them and take their guns and give them to people that they say are hunting them. Now, what kind of sense does that make? I'm being hunted by somebody. I'm being, and this person I believe wants to kill me, I'll walk up into the head and take my gun. You would think you would say, I'm being hunted, I'm going to get me a gun. This is how insane this whole thing is. And right now, they're still not talking about allowing black men to arm themselves, even though they're saying on TV that they're being hunted. Do you see what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's 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 descended. It's ridiculous. Into, it's like a Monty Python it's, sketch. You know what, man? It is it is it is Moby Dick. It is it is Ahab chasing the whale out of anger, jealousy, viciousness, and and he 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 then talks his crew into going with him on this crazy hunt. And this is what the the, the left has done with the black community, and now the whole world is involved. And you remember, Starbucks said, "I see a madman, but get more madmen." This hysteria erupted out of hate, and hate is not a Christian virtue. Hate, envy, jealousy, and they taught us to hate, and hate will destroy you. We cannot change the past. All we can do is learn from it. We look at it, and we, I went to a plantation in Charleston, South Carolina. God knows which I remember. The, uh, I think it was the Picnic Plantation. And we went through it, and they talked about the, the, the white slave masters and the slaves they had and, and the generations of it. But you know what the people do? Every two years, the, the, the descendants of the slave masters and the slaves come together, and they have a, a reunion at that plantation. Beautiful. Because they know the past is the past, and we now have to live today. And these people still are fighting the army of the dead, like Game of Thrones. Robert E. Lee is gone, pulling down statues and beating the hell out of them. It's insanity. You cannot change the past. You learn from it. And tearing down these statues and trying to destroy your history is the stuff the Taliban did. And they're acting just like the Taliban. And I'm telling you, you better be careful because they're going to find out some things about Martin Luther King Jr. And then you're going to be angry when they start taking out, when the, when, when, when the power structure changes and they want to start taking down those boulevards, Martin Luther King Boulevard, taking down the statue in D.C. If, they, if the LGBTQ community starts feeling some type of way and want to take down Abraham Lincoln's statue because he didn't support LGBTQ rights <laughs> and women want to take it down because he went for, because he went for, the, for, 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 for women's suffrage. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't lay today's values on people that were in the, 18, in the 1800s and 1700s. It's ridiculous. But these people are not right. They are children of darkness and they have no moral underpinning. And they grabbed the black community and they conducted a cultural genocide. And this cultural genocide has put us in a position where we're no more than, 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 than beasts of burden doing exactly what they say. As in George Orwell's Animal Farm. What was the horse's name? A boxer? Yes. Just a beast of burden being told what to do. And he says, the master is always right. And he just did it, led to his death. And so we have to wake our, our brothers and sisters up. If, if you're a Christian, wake them up because you're a Christian. If you're a human, wake them up because you're a human. But the Iron Triangle teaches us how to talk to them and, 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 and bridge that, that racial gap that we have while these leftist atheists are whispering in the ears of fellow Christians telling them, you know, those people that hate you. You can't talk to them. They despise you. You know, I watched this movie with my daughter, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Frollo was trying to keep Quasimodo under control, and he was whispering in his ear, you know, you're ugly. And Quasimodo said, yes, I'm ugly. You're deformed. He said, yes, I'm deformed. Uh, you know, and they do that to us. They tell us, you know, you're, 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 they're, they're, the racism is systemic. And, you know, and I was talking to this black lady. She was a DJ in an urban radio station in Chicago right down with Barack Obama. List, you know, and she tried to jump me. Now, you're going to deny that there's systemic racism in America and there's systemic racism in the police department and, 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 and the United States of America? You're going to deny that? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not going to deny it. But it all comes from the Democrat Party. They control every crack house, every, 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 every housing project, every failed school, every whole house, every, uh, every, every police department, every sheriff's department, the mayors, the city councils, the juries, and the jails that you put black men in. They control it all from sea to shining sea. And they get 90% of the black vote. 
It is them, 100%, and they are not changing a thing. Think about this, man. You've got 90% of the black community under your control, and you have the power to, to, to make the educational system better, the housing better, uh, their safety better, their, their, their health better, and you refuse to do it. Just flat out refuse to do it. What kind of way? You can't see the hand of Satan in this, and all they want to do. Now, if you want them to do something, they'll get your money for an abortion. Yeah, they, they, I've had in my book a graph that shows how they killed 60 million black people since their inception in 1800. 60 million. That's more black people than are alive right now. The Democratic Party killed them during slavery, Jim Crow, Civil War, now with abortion. Someone made the point, uh, Vince, that it, time in that history. someone made the point recently that if you wanted, that if you were to take a knee for every black uh, that was killed by Planned Parenthood, you would be on your knees for thirty-eight years. That puts it in. See that? Yes, yes, that puts it in perspective. And taking that knee, they even want us to uh, uh, protest like we're not men on your knees. I'd rather they stand, protest on your knees. You can't, I get on my knees only for my God, period. I'm not getting on my knees to protest. These supermen in the NFL, supermen, but see, they've been told by history, if you want attention from America, you don't build a company. Oh, no, 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 you don't build a company. You don't raise a family. No, you don't do that. You protest. If one person gets out in front of a football stadium on Sunday and there's 100,000 people inside it, Guess who's going to be on the news, number one? The one person holding the protest sign. They have said that the greatest attribute of citizenship is not entrepreneurship, is not raising a family, is not being a good man. It's protest. And they all feel bad if they don't protest. And only protesting for something on the left. And that's how these leftists make fools out of us. They called him Kaepernick was a second-rate, second-string quarterback. How did he get famous? Protest is something that the left wanted him to protest. Anybody that will do their bidding, they will make famous, but they will not be there with you when they take everything you got. They'll look at you and say, well, man, you know, appreciate you making a fool out yourself for us. And they're going to do it again to these athletes. What's, so some of the owners are going to tell them, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I was just going to comment that uh, I find um, Mr. Kaepernick and, and many of his ilk uh, rather, what's the term I would use, irony deficient in the sense that you know he's a spokesperson now for Nike, which is manufactured in a country that is one of the most repressive regimes in history. Yeah, yeah, see that? So you see, it's completely hypocritical. It's a leftist, look, this is, this is it in a nutshell. The hinge of American politics rests in the black community. Everybody knows it. That's why the Republicans make me so angry. It's low-hanging fruit. Black people are 85% Christian. That means they are 85% conservative by nature. I know black people. I got a large black family. We are the most conservative people in America, and when I tell them about some of the stuff Barack Obama has done, they are completely appalled. They're not into this LGBTQ movement at all. They want school choice. They want their religious liberty to be able to pray in school and, 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 and not worry about their child going to school and having to have transgender uh, operations and talk about uh, gender uh, conformity and all this. They don't want any of that stuff, man. They don't want drugs sold in their community. The Democratic Party is pushing drug legalization. You know, they don't want that. But again, there's nobody going down there, running in the black community, exposing these lies to the Democrats, to the Democrats, to, to the black people down there. You've got Greasy Al Sharpton and you've got Jesse Jackson, all of them just going out there saying Trump's a racist, Trump's a racist, Trump's a racist. Trump's a racist, and that's all. The Republicans don't show up because they have no constituents down there. So we're working right now, me and a group of African-American friends of mine, to start doing it on our own, to go and help. Stay, and we're going we're gonna to need the help of all Americans, all people in Canada, whoever that believes their right is right. Because if America falls, these people will spread darkness over the face of this earth. The whole foundation of the U.S. States of America is based upon the concept of God. Our Declaration of Independence comes from the writings of John Locke, and John Locke said that the king had no sovereignty over us because he could not prove that his lineage came from Adam and was uncut all the way up to here. Therefore, we're all equal because we're all sons of Adam. 
John Locke said that our rights are unalienable and cannot be taken away from us because they were given us by God, and we should be preserved to do his purposes. His purposes. And our declaration came from that concept. You take away God, you take away our whole reason for having a democracy in America. It doesn't work because then it goes back to the, the brute beast, the strongest then can control, should control. That's how communist Russia was with Stalin and Lenin. And, 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 and that's how China was under Mao and Cuba under Castro. The, 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 the greatest, the biggest brute, the strongest person, the one that could kill the most would be the one that would control the country. We don't want that in America, but that is what they want. And black people don't even know what they're voting for. You mentioned an awakening. Uh, there was a, a the most recent Rasmussen uh, poll uh, shows that Donald Trump's support in the black community is over forty percent. Uh, I know that you're trying to get out the word, Candace Owens, and of course the Blexit movement. Oh, you c- care to uh, look ahead to November? What do you see? Uh, in terms of uh, the presidential election, the con- Congress, the Senate, do you see the black community turning out for Donald Trump in big numbers? I do. Um, the black community does not hate Donald Trump. The, the left in the black community does. You, uh, what you see now in America with the George Floyd incident, I call this in my book, and on the Sean Hannity show, I was debating Trayvon Martin's uh, attorney back in February, and I told him they were going to do exactly this. I call it the golden kill. So you guys are going to wait. Thousands of black people are going to kill each other. You're going to wait. Thousands are going to kill each other. Then you're going to get that phone call. And it's going to be the golden kill, and that's going to be a white man killing the black man. And then all y'all are going to galvanize, and Iron Triangle is going to activate, and everybody's going to march at the same time, and you're going to tell black people, see, America's racist. And then you're going to go to white America and say, see, you're racist and you owe us retribution. And then, and, and, and then you know, you're going to put the white guilt on, on, on white people. And many white people won't vote conservative because they believe conservatism is also racist and they don't want to vote for anything they consider racist, even though they might agree with uh, the conservative principles. They can't look at their black friends and say, well, I voted for a conservative because they think that their black friends will think that they're racist. But conservatism is not racism. Conservatism is a belief in things that have been tried and true. We keep doing them. Liberalism is trying something new, 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 new all the time. We know that family works. We know hard work works. We know that good, a good education works. We know this stuff. We know that a strong, a strong national security, strong borders, uh, 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 being able to keep and bear arms, we know these things work. And since we know they work, we want to make sure that we conserve them. Liberals are saying, we want to take all that away, and let's see if we can find some utopia that mankind is grander than God. That's never worked anywhere in the world, and it's not going to work. So they grabbed the black community. They took our leadership. They compromised it, especially the black preachers. And they paid them. And it's really a shame what they've done, because most of them now are just apostates. Every now and again, you'll find a good one. But most of the black preachers now, are just they're just really apostates. Uh, they care more about. My father told me when I was getting ready to start in the politics. He said, "Son, you trust you trust a bootlegger before you trust a black preacher." Just some of the worst people that have ever walked the face of the earth, and they are. And listen here, our Bible said, you know, they asked Jesus said that oh, many will come in my name, and they're going to do great works, some so great that they will fool the very elect. And his disciples said, "Lord, how will we know them?" He said, you will know them by their fruits, not by their works. He said, by their fruits. What are the fruits? The fruits are the things that they produce. And in, when you look at the black community, you must admit, he said, you cannot get good, you cannot get rotten fruit from a good tree. Nor can you get good fruit from a rotten tree. The fruit and the tree will match. So if you look at the black community and you come up with the concept, that the fruit is rotten. The tree that the fruit came from had to be rotten first. So the Iron Triangle, the black preachers, the black civic organizers, the, the black politicians are rotten to the core. Rotten to the core. And they run for re-election every single year because they're proud of what they're doing. 
Vince, final question: Are you are you hopeful uh, that you know if um, President Trump is reelected and and the House turns Republican and the Senate holds Republican uh, that there, that there will be some move towards a, a healing a resolution uh, to the to the uh, the problems in America? Yeah, I think the Democrats have shot their shot here. Um, there's nothing else they can do. I hope they don't try to assassinate President Trump because they really are going, you know, they're flailing about now because they understand they had everything set up with Barack Obama and uh, Donald Trump's election just completely threw them for a tailspin. Um, I believe that we will come together as a people. I believe that if Trump wins, it will be an indicator that the black community is starting to cool on the Democrat Party which is going to be necessary for Trump to win. If the Democratic Party has strong black support, Trump will not win. But Donald Trump is smarter than all of them. And he, he's a great salesman. And he's going to go, uh, he's going to go across, he's going to go over the media. He's going to go over the Republican Party and the RNC. He's going to go straight to the black community like he has been. He's going to tell them his plans. He's going to talk about school choice. He's going to talk about opportunity zones. He's going to talk about allowing them to keep uh, to, to exercise their first their first amendment right to freedom of religion, so that uh, these people are, uh, are not uh, so we can reconnect our culture and end this cultural genocide that, that 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 the Democrats have been throwing at our community. He's going to keep the drugs out. He's going to keep out the, the illegals who are down there uh, 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 competing for wages, competing for jobs, competing for space in schools, competing for for apartments and rents are going up. Uh, uh, some of them. Uh, bringing, bring, bringing drugs, some of them doing things that are illegal. He's going to make sure that, that they are out so that the black community can thrive without having to compete with a whole other group of poor people that, 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 are, that are holding them down. Trump is going to do all of this. We know he's going to do it. And the Democrats have nothing to offer except more free stuff. They're talking about Obamacare. I asked a group the other night. I said, look, man, the very same people that will not educate your children, will not protect you, uh, 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 that's allowing drugs and illegals to be pumped into your community. Now you want to give these same people that you call racist murderers the ability to control your health care? Why don't you just be expeditious and blow your own damn brains out? And they saw it. I said, it's crazy. You're saying that they're racist. You're saying they hate you. You say they hurt you. And you say, oh, yeah, since you're doing all that, hey, man, how about taking care of my health care? It's insanity. Excellent point. But I'm the only one, and a black man like me is the only one that can go down and tell that brother that. Yes. And say, have you lost your mind? And he'll look at me and say, man, you're right. So you think this is a mistake? These people aren't stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. They're making a fool out of you. So, yo, listeners, please get the Iron Triangle. Go to my website, irontrianglebook.com. Follow me at Twitter, Vince E. Ellison. This is us going around government and making government have to follow us, which is how it should be anyway. We talk, Jesus did not go to the Romans and say, hey, man, I want y'all to help me spread Christianity. He didn't do that. He went to the streets. He talked to the people. The people then grabbed his message, and now the Vatican sets in Rome, even though the Romans hung him on the cross. We can do the same thing here. We talk to one another. We deal with one another. We spread the message to one another. And then the government has to follow what we want. This book tells us how to talk to one another. Shows you, it, 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 it's a primer, arguments, exercises, and also my website. All of us have iPhones now. You can just hit my iPhone, show it to your friend, your liberal white friend or your liberal black friend, and say, now you explain, now you ask this question, how can you be a Christian man and vote for this party with the stuff that they're doing? Vince Ellison's asking the question, not me. Vince, a real pleasure. Thank you for hanging out. And uh, again, give us the website for the Iron Triangle. It's the irontrianglebook.com. irontrianglebook.com. I mean, I've had such a great time talking with you, man. Hopefully one day we'll get a chance to sit down and get a drink and really, 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 really share some ideas. I would love that. Vince, uh, stay well. God bless. God bless you, too. 
Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in just a moment with a few details on an upcoming episode. The discovery of carbon-60 is likely to be the most amazing chemistry discovery of the late 20th century. And my friends at C60Evo.com are the world's number one manufacturer of C60. The safe, consumable form of pure C60 is called ESS60. And the mighty Aphrodite and I take a tablespoon every morning. ESS60 is the C60 formulation used in the famous 2012 original Paris study that showed ESS60 doubled the lifespan of rats. ESS60 from c60evo.com is raw C60 that's been produced, certified, and guaranteed for safe human consumption. ESS60 from c60evo.com is a powerful molecule that acts as a nano antioxidant to attract, stabilize, and neutralize free radicals. It's also known to have 172 times the antioxidant power of vitamin C, 172 times, which may be why people are feeling healthier on C60. All I know is the mighty Aphrodite and I are sleeping great and we're both pain-free. To get your bottle of ESS60, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the c60evo.com link. Use the code RS1SPEC to get 5% off. RS1SPEC and get 5% off. It's time to start taking responsibility for your health. Time to support your immune system. Join the mighty Aphrodite and I. If you want more energy, mental clarity, and a great night's sleep, ESS60 from c60evo.com. Again, go to the episode notes and click on the c60evo.com link and use the promo code RS1SPEC to get 5% off. Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, politics and media analyst Ken LaCourt discusses the rise of cancer culture in America. That cancel culture that we really saw raise its head first in colleges and universities, burning down the place because somebody as crazy as Ben Shapiro might want to come and speak. And those young people are, they're now at Twitter and Google and at GoFundMe and all of these places. And there is a whole ecosphere out there who view it as their job to stop bullying, to stop hate. And of course, they define that in only in ways against their political enemies. And their political enemies, 98% of the time, are on the right. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs>